Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's 100 for Brendan King. Batting royalty here at Providence. Only the second century for Amazon Warriors in the history of Hero CPL and the second this year. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 26 of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mashal St. Patrick Hewitt. As ever, I have my partner in crime, Santoki. Yep, Santoki here. Today, Mash, we're joined by a guy in our Amazon Warrior batsman, but he's also Jamaican, so it's a win-win for both of us. It is indeed. And if you're listening to this recording, I'll let you in on a secret. We tried to record this before and my laptop died. <laughs> so we're doing it again. Uh, our guest has been so kind as to say, you know what? even though you're shambolic and you're unorganised. <laughs> we can record this again a second time round. But um, our guest today is, is the best of both worlds. Um, as Santoki says, opening batsman for Guyana Amazon Warriors and uh, the West Indies, but more importantly, Jamaican-born. It's Brandon King. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on, Brandon. Um, and apologies that you're going to have to run through some of your answers all over again. <laughs> but um, at, least, at least he's prepared for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he knows what's <laughs> coming. Um, but yeah, we'll go, we'll go straight from the top, um, Brandon. Obviously, CPL 2020, um, we're right in the midst of it now. Guyana have played five games um, and are where a lot of people expect them to be in so much as they're in the top four at this moment in time. How's, um, how's the tournament going for you so far? Um, obviously, me personally, it hasn't been going um, that well. I set I set pretty high standards for myself, and you know I'm obviously disappointed that it hasn't started well for me. But that being said, you know we still have half the games left, um, and I like to keep a positive mindset. So I still think you know the next game can be the turning point for me, and I can finish the tournament strong. So, so let's get into it then, I guess, 2020 cricket. So in 2018, you played for the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. You averaged 23 and scored 142 runs. In, the, in between that, you had an excellent first-class season for Jamaica, including a brilliant century against Trinidad. And then suddenly, last year, for the Guyana Amazon Warriors, when you changed franchises, you were the leading run scorer, hit the highest individual score in CPL history. 
and you averaged 55, which is an amazing turnaround. So what were the factors in that turnaround in the space of one year? Yeah, um, as I said, I think it's just a, a natural progression of my career. You know, I've, at that time, I was working really hard, you know, trying to improve my game. And it, it all came together in that year. Um, I had a really good first-class season. And that gave me a lot of confidence uh, moving on. I got selected um, in CPL and, you know, I just continued that hard work. And it was, it was just fortunate that, you know, it turned out that way for me. Yeah, and um, as we were talking about before, um, Brandon, as Santoki says, prior to that, you played in CPL. So CPL wasn't new to you last year, but what was new to you was Guyana choosing for you to open last year. And this isn't something that you've done extensively um, in your career. So what was the conversations in the Guyana camp that led to them recognising that you would have success as an opener? Yeah, um, pretty early after they selected me, when we went to the training camp um, in Ghana before the tournament, um, the, the coaches and the management staff, you know, took me in a meeting and they, they told me that, you know, they've been watching me over the past few years in CPL and they think that I can do a job for them up at the top of the innings. Um, so it was um, obviously new to me, um, but the confidence that they had you know, that I could perform that role for them gave me confidence. Um, and I'm always up for a challenge. So it was something exciting and new. And, you know, also to have a settled role in a team was important for me. Mm. And we saw actually when you hit that century at Providence last year, Johan Bota was being interviewed and he was almost crying because he was so happy for you. What impact has he had on your game at Guyana? Uh, it, it's been massive, um, you know. We all know what happened in the tournament, and but people want to know what happened behind the scenes. And there was a lot of work, you know, put in uh, between me and the coach um, from day one. You know, he always had full belief in me. Even you know, I didn't start the tournament the best, and he he just he assured me that you know it's it's things will work out. And he had full faith in me, and it helped. Um, he helped my game. You know, in small ways, is more mental than than you know physical technique and that sort of stuff, you know, just to go there with a clear mind and and perform that role for the team. Mm. And what's, what's it been like playing for Guy Namazamorias in terms of the fans and support? Because they're famous for having the most passionate, some of the most passionate fans in the Caribbean. Yeah, um, in terms of CPL, definitely. Um, they're, they're right up there. Um, I've, I've never experienced fans like that for any team that I've, I've played for so far. So it was, it, <laughs> it was really, it was really good. And, um, um, exciting to especially play the home games and have that kind of support. Um, so it was, it was really good, top notch. And how, how long did it take you to adjust to Providence pitch? Because a lot of people say Providence is really tough to kind of play on just because of the conditions. Did you find it a challenge? Yeah, definitely. Um, if, you, you know, if you look back, I played quite a few matches on, on Providence before the 100. Um, and, you know, it was really just me trying to figure out a way to... To, to get a good score on that pitch, you know, it's not it's not conducive to just going out there from ball one and, you know, playing shots. You have to really find a way to, to get a start and, you know, it becomes easier from there. And luckily, you know, our team is the home-based team. So there's a lot of, you know, guys, players and also staff that helped me and gave me little tips, you know, about how to get it done and that, and that, and that helped me. 
who would you who would you kind of identify as kind of in terms of bat, batting in that team? Who kind of helped you out? Because I know you had Shobi Malik last year, an experienced player. Is there anyone in particular on that side who's kind of helped develop your own game? Well, yeah, you call a very important name there, Shoaib, um, massively experienced, um, you know, at, at every opportunity I, I, I got, you know, I spoke to him and, you know, got his views on certain things, but also the locals, um, you know, growing up on that wicket, you know, uh, Griff, who is our assistant coach, you know, guided me through it also as well, and the other players like Hetman, we had conversations, so all of that together, you know, I took in, in and processed it and, you know, came out with what I think worked. Mm. Out of interest, uh, Brandon, so, and we'll, get, we'll delve into this a bit more in a, uh, soon, but you're primarily a middle-order batsman uh, for Jamaica um, when, when, when you're playing for Jamaica. And so you get, you get asked by uh, the Guyana think tank, right, you're going to open. So I guess I've got two different questions here. One, what transition do you find? What's the transition for you playing from first class to 2020? And then two, what's the transition for you playing as an opener to your normal mindset, which is as a middle order bats? Yeah, it's in, for the first part in terms of transition from first class to T20. It's it's a different approach, obviously. I know yeah, in in first class you have a lot of time, you can take less risks, you know. So it's in T20, it's more to me about you know, back in your ability and not too much worrying about um, the end result, I would say. Um, you still, you, put, you want to perform a role for the team, but you have to have full confidence in your ability um, to execute your skills, you know. And in first class, you can, you can be more limited. You can take your time. You can wait for, you know, whatever comes to you in that sort of sense. But, um, in T20, you have to be more brave, um, and you know, hopefully, it works out. And then, when you transitioned to open him, right? Um, the hardest thing to what was the hardest thing you because you it couldn't have been easy. So, what was the hardest thing? Never, never even mind playing at Providence. Like, if you could be asked to open anywhere in the region, what was the hardest thing to change in your game? Was it that you had to get more expansive shots? Like, what what did you have to change about your your style, your approach? No, I wouldn't say I would have to become more expansive. It's just, you know, that you will face the bowlers at their freshest. And most of the time, you know, they're the best bowlers of opposition bowl the first overs and in the power play and that sort of thing. So you don't you don't get any time to, to ease into it. You're right out there and, you know, you have to get going from ball one. You have to be on it. You know, you don't have time to switch off or anything. You have to be on. And I guess that's 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 the biggest difference. And I guess now bringing it back to again bringing it back to if I, no no let's not go to first class actually Santoki let's talk about Brandon's West Indies career actually let me hand over to you on that part first. Yeah, so unsurprisingly, not long after CPL, you got called up to the West Indies squad um, for the Afghanistan and India series, both in T Twenty and ODIs. Were you expecting a call up? Um, I wouldn't say expecting. I, I'm I'm somebody who doesn't focus on selection you know I just I try to focus on my job which is you know the score runs and whatever happens after that happens but obviously you have um, hopes that you know you, the hard work that you put in is rewarded so and I, I 
knowing that there was a T20 series coming up after CPL, you know, it was already my goal before the tournament to try and perform, to put my name into that. So mm-hmm. there were, there were um, expectations and hopes, yes. And obviously both series, Afghanistan and India, were held in India. We talked about adjusting to conditions at Providence. Adjusting to India, how did you, how did you find it? Yeah, um, you know, I found it difficult, um, but you know that's that's part of the challenge of international cricket. You know, it's played in many different conditions, mm-hmm. and you have to have the ability to to adjust to those um, and still perform. Mm-hmm. So it was it was difficult for me. I tried to learn as much as I can, you know, while I was playing. Um, at the end of the day, you're selected to perform. It's not it's not you know you don't have that much time to learn and you know ease into it. So. It's just about finding a way to perform, you know, with what skills you have. And it was challenging, but I enjoyed the challenge and I learned a lot. And obviously, franchise cricket is is a tough level of cricket. You've got players from around the world, superstars. But coming to India, playing against India, arguably the best T20 side in the world with that crowd behind them as well. Unfamiliar conditions, just kind of how, how did it, how did you find it all playing them? Um, overall, it was a really enjoyable experience. Um, playing against those guys, you know, as you said, they're one of the, the top teams in the world, and they have so many top players. You know, it was it was a real invaluable experience. You know, being around those guys, playing against them, you know, seeing it firsthand, and you know, it was a it was a a big learning experience for me, and mm-hmm. I take a lot of things from that tour. Moving on, and um, so in West Indies for West Indies, what was it like? under the captainship of Kyron Pollard. So obviously he's someone with massive experience in T20s. Kind of, how did, how did he help you? Yeah, he's, you know, you, you can say he's one of the pioneers of, of T20 mm-hmm. cricket. Um, he's been there from the inception and, you know, I've enjoyed it being under his, his captaincy. He's really uh, made the new members of the team feel comfortable and feel welcome. Um, he's, he's big on creating a positive, you know, environment. And that was good, you know, going into the team and having that immediately. So I've, I've really enjoyed it. So that's, I mean, brilliant. You've got the West Indies call up, uh, dream come true. But I would argue, Brandon, that uh, your bigger dream come true would be if you got a uh, West Indies test call up. Now, the, the, reason, the reason why I say that is because for those who are familiar with uh, Jamaica domestic cricket, um, and for those who aren't, if I just give you a bit of a history, Brandon's name has been spoken about for a very long, since prep school times, people have been speaking about Brandon King. For those in the UK or US who don't understand what prep school means, that means 5 to 11, primary school. Um, and people have been speaking about Brandon King's name since then, uh, believe it or not, and when he was at secondary and obviously at youth level uh, for Jamaica and youth West Indies as well. Now, Brandon, when you've been playing for Jamaica, Primarily, as I said earlier on in the piece, you've played as a uh, middle-order batsman. You've had two successful four-day championship seasons with Jamaica in the middle order. CPL last year, in many ways, actually derailed what could have been a test call-up. Because when West Indies toured England, some people, myself included, were surprised that your name wasn't even in the reserve squad um, for that particular tour off the back of what you had done in four day uh, two years ago. You missed most of last year's four, four day because you were on West Indies duty. <laughs> um, surely your goal, Brandon, is test selection. Yeah, um, that's, that's always been my first and foremost goal. Um, and that's, as you said, that's where my <clears throat> career was heading. 
you know, at that point, after the, the first class season, I had got selected for the West Indies A team, you know, the four-day team, um, and then CPL happened. So it was it was a you know a sort of change of direction for where I in my head was headed with my career. You know, I still think that the longest format is my best format. Um, I hadn't I had the chance to you know back that up in the last season because, as you said, I was on West Indies limited overs duty. So it's still my ultimate goal to play Test cricket. Obviously, I was you know disappointed as a player to just miss out on that England tour, but you know the work continues and whatever, whenever the next chance is to to play um, four day cricket, I will take it. Yes, um, if we think of because uh, Jamaica needs some new cricketing superstars, you know. So <laughs> obviously, Chris is Chris is Chris is forty one now. Dre Russ is Dre yeah. Russ, but he's in his thirties. If I include Jermaine Blackwood, he's just in his thirties. So you're you're our next hope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can. I can be somewhat near to Chris Gale's um, status in cricket at the end of my career. Well, in that case, you will own the whole of Jamaica if you get <laughs> if you get Chris Gale's status. Um, Santoki, do we want to talk on um, Black Lives Matter? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, firstly, um, you've got a great initiative. Every six you hit, you're donating money to charity. How did that kind of come about? Yeah. Um, Basically, I was, you know, I just sat at home during the quarantine before the tournament, you know, for a couple of months. And obviously, it's well documented what's going on in the world with, you know, Black Lives Matter and also COVID. So it's been affecting communities, you know, at home and also around the world. So I was just thinking of a way that I could help, basically. Um, and I came up with this idea with my, my management team. Um, and it was, it's really about, you as an athlete, I think you have a responsibility and, and an opportunity to play for a purpose that's bigger than just yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have a platform, and it's to me you should use it. Um, it doesn't it doesn't have to affect you know your game or anything. It's just to inspire others, you know, and make a difference. For those listening, um, is there any charities in particular where the money is going to go to? Have you decided yet? Yeah, there's one in, in Jamaica, the Greater Trenchstone um, Foundation. That's that, that's one that I've decided on. There's one in Guyana that I have not decided yet, but okay. there will be one in Guyana that I will be donating. Those two will be, you know, for the COVID relief, um, for the communities affected by COVID, you know, greatly. So that's 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 how it is right now. Excellent. Uh, do you know what? Earlier, I missed out Marlon Samwells and I was talking about Jamaican stars as well. And then that got me to thinking, you know, I'll tell you when you know you've made it, Brandon. It's when you're, one, doing well at cricket, but also when you're a dancehall artist at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope, you're, I hope you're working on that side of your career as, <laughs> so you can bust a few tunes. <laughs> like yeah, that, that's, that's on the back burner for now. Um, so, you know what? Yeah, we've got we've got a question we ask all kind of players that come on our pod. Um, as a player, obviously you played at regional level across different grounds across the Caribbean. What is your personal favourite ground in the Caribbean to play at? Oh, that's that's easy. Somebody in the back. Yes, you see what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what, Brandon? You know what, Brandon? You're the first person ever to say Sabina Park. So you've got you've got to tell us what are your reasons. 
Um, no, nah, I mean, it, there's there's too many memories um, at Sabina Park, watching games and also being able to play there. You know, it, it, it it's too much importance to me that I would look past it and go to another ground. I'm, you know, I may be more successful at another ground, you know, but Sabina Park will always be home for me. And being able to perform there, you know, in front of my, my friends and family, yeah. that, that means everything. Yes, uh, I having not performed there in front of friends and family, but I still agree. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best ground and actually Brandon this is off the back of that actually I thought uh, we've asked a few critters this um, but see uh, Guyana have played Jamaica twice already how did it feel that first time though probably when you were playing for St Kitts how does it feel in CPL when you're playing against because CPL is funny because other countries kind of have areas as their teams whereas for a CPL it's countries as the teams uh, or islands to the teams rather than um actual like so it's not like Kingston Talawas it's actually just Jamaica right. how does that feel when when you're playing against uh do you want to get one over <laughs> on, on um yeah I mean it, it yeah you definitely have that feeling um you know you, uh, you're playing against guys that you know pretty well and you know I've never had opportunity to play for Jamaica in CPL mm. so it, it's not that you know there's that there's no real rivalry for me but you always want to you know perform especially at home or against people that you know and that sort of thing so yeah 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 most definitely um i think we can end it there you know santovi yeah yeah actually one one final question brandon so as as a guyanese person uh, i've gone yes, through sir. i've gone through five finals now with heartbreak <laughs> losing in the final can yeah. you tell me is this going to be the year the amazon warriors triumph uh for you uh, i would say yes definitely yes. That's, <laughs> all, that's all i need to hear yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Listen, I, I just, I just want to point this out. I just, I just want to point out the flag right now. Okay. <laughs> so, so for those of you, for those of you who can't see at the moment, who are listening on a pod, Michelle's waving a Jamaica flag like a maniac. But, um, I guess Brandon, Brandon's torn. He can't, he can't really say anything either. <laughs> no, no. You know what? As, as I said to Ashmead Ned, same thing. Um, as if Guyana get to the final and Jamaica aren't in it, then yes, I'm cheering for Brandon. <laughs> I'm saying for any Jamaican who's in the final. But should Guyana play the Talawas? <laughs> <laughs> if he's for the final, then I'm cussing out Brandon like anyone. <laughs> 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 that's how it's got to be. There, 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 there can be no friendship here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, un- that's understandable. I have no complaints. So, so on that note, Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Um, Obviously, we had to do two takes of this, but thank you for your patience. You've been a great guest, and we wish you all the best going forward in CPL. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Anytime. No problem. That's been episode 26 of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed that, and please stick with us for future episodes. Thank you, and good night.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.